0: For The Daily Princetonian, I'm Noel Kim. You're listening to Daybreak. Today, we're covering Princeton's 108th Alumni Day, the U.S. ban on TikTok from government devices, nuclear testing in Iran, and attacks for low income international students not covered by the university's financial aid program. It's Wednesday, March 1st. Princeton's financial aid has a reputation of being loan-free, but it does not address the tax placed on international student scholarships that exceed the cost of tuition. We sat down with guest opinion contributors, Gilles Joseph, class of 25, and moutemois Macheke, class of 23, to discuss the tax.
1: Hi, so yeah, my name is Mutama Masheke. I'm a senior in the computer science department. I'm also the vice president of the Society of African Internationals at Princeton, and I'm a student born and raised in Lusaka, Zambia.
2: Hello, my name is Gilles sandor Joseph. I was born and raised in port prince Haiti. I'm a prospective sociology major, and I'm the vice president of the African Student Association,
0: PASA. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. So, could you explain why, with no expected family contribution, you received a two thousand dollars bill in your student account?
2: So, yeah, based on our research, the IRS um, applies a tax rate on any portion of a student's financial aid of an international student's financial aid um, that exceeds uh, the cost of tuition. So, anything from travel allowances, personal expenses that the university covers for the um, highly aided international students, that portion is being taxed. So. Um, for certain students like myself, we receive a lot of financial aid, that may amount to close to $2,000. So if that was the case, that was definitely the case for me.
0: So what happens if students aren't able to pay the entire tax bill?
1: A hold is placed on their student account in Tiger Hub, and so that prevents them from signing up for classes, which is pretty scary from what we've heard, and certainly from experience, it's definitely something quite frightening. Another thing is that a lot of students, in trying to pay off the bill, do not use the portion of their financial aid that's meant for personal expenses. So they end up not having to travel home for the semester, um, working over breaks to like, meet the amount of money, even though it's still not enough. Like student employment wouldn't be enough to pay off the bill. So it's pretty, it's pretty drastic, like the lengths that international students have to go to pay off the
0: tax bill. What actions have you taken to change this policy and how has the university responded?
1: So we have spoken to several administrators across campus. One thing we definitely can agree is that there is interest in having the conversation. We do believe, however, that it hasn't been enough to get the conversation moving fast enough since October. So from the time that Jill and I started the conversation, we've been billed again. Um, and we're due for another bill this semester, which is pretty scary. Yeah, so uh, our hope is that the
2: administration takes it seriously and understands that it's, that bill is affecting uh, a specific segment of the student population, low-income, oftentimes students of color, we're well, not domestic students, international students. So we really want to make sure that those who understand that that's an issue and that's impacting us in many ways and that uh, administrators can um, engage with us in conversation to figure out how to deal with that issue. And, you know, uh, Yale has laid the example for all of us so they can just go on Yale's website and figure out how they did it and do it for us as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.
1: Appreciate it.
0: In breaking news, continuing The Prince's ongoing coverage of grad student unionization, the university will raise grad student stipends by at least $5,000 for the next academic year. Days after the Princeton Graduate Student Union, PGSU, announced that a majority of graduate students had signed union cards. On Saturday, Princeton hosted its 108th Alumni Day with more than 1,000 alumni, faculty, staff, students, and guests in attendance. The day included celebrations of the 50th anniversaries of the Association of Black Princeton Alumni and the Field Center for Equality and Cultural Understanding. Several Princetonians were also recognized with awards and honors. The university gave its top alumni honors to four-star general Christopher Cavoli, class of 87, and internet pioneer Robert Kahn G.S., class of 64. For student awards and undergraduates, Austin Davis, class of 23, and Ella Gantman, class of 23, received the Pine Prize, and graduate students Benjamin Benny Kleinman, Jason Molsky, Mira Nancheva, and Lila Rogers received the Jacobus Fellowship. The Pine Prize and the Jacobus Fellowship are the university's top general honors that undergrad and grad students, respectively, can receive. The afternoon program featured a brief address given by President Christopher Eisgruber commemorating the lives of Princeton alumni, faculty, staff, and students who passed away in 2022. On Monday, the White House directed federal agencies that they have 30 days to remove any applications from TikTok or its parent company, ByteDance, from government-issued devices. This guidance memorandum marks the latest effort to clamp down on the social media app amid concerns that the Chinese government could force ByteDance to hand over user data for intelligence or disinformation purposes. The U.S. Office of Management and Budget said this was a, quote, critical step forward in addressing the risks presented by the app to sensitive government data. In response, Mao Ning, a spokeswoman for the Chinese Foreign Ministry, argued that the U.S. was abusing national power and unreasonably suppressing enterprises of other countries, saying, quote, how unsure of itself can the world's top superpower like the U.S. be to fear young people's favorite app like that? In international news, yesterday, the UN Atomic Agency, also known as the IAEA, confirmed that traces of near weapons-grade nuclear material have been found in a nuclear facility in Iran. Iran claimed in a letter to the agency that the traces were the result of, quote, unintended fluctuations in enrichment levels. Although Iran has been producing 60% enriched uranium for almost two years, UN inspectors reported traces of near weapons-grade 84% enriched uranium on January 22nd. The threshold for weapons-grade uranium is around 90% enriched. The IAEA stated that it will discuss with Iran before issuing further reports, but Iran may soon face censure from the U.S. and other European countries. Expect some sunny skies with temperatures reaching a low of 27 degrees and a high of 50 degrees. That's all for Daybreak Today. Today's episode was written by Lena Kim, Carrie Liang, Zach Lee, Philip Wong, and me, sound engineered by Eden Toshoma, and produced under the 147th Managing Board of the Prince. Our theme was composed by Ed Horan, Class of 2022. For the Daily Princetonian, I'm Noelle Kim. Have a wonderful day.